Welcome. This is One Christian, One Topic. Today, our guest is Philip Armstrong, a parishioner and member of the music ministry at St. Benedict the African in Inglewood, Chicago, Illinois. Today's topic, music in the church. Let's get to it. Philip, as someone who has been in the church choir, has led a church choir, kind of have music as part of you, when did you first kind of realize that you had these gifts and you began using it within the church context? So I remember, particularly when I realized I had this gift was when I first started going to St. Benedict's church was when uh, my old church, Saint, uh, not St. Precious Blood, had closed down. But I would go to my, uh, at, the point, at that time, I would go to Precious Blood and then go to St. Benedict for 1030 service. And that's how I got acquainted with the choir, you know, under B's direction. And um, it was like with Tony Smalls, who was the director uh, and also musician, organist, pianist, wonderful arranger. He was a minister of music at the time. He was the one that really kind of nurtured my gift uh, in singing, put me up there for solo. Um, and I remember my first solo that I was singing was, uh, there are just so many ways that you can praise the Lord. And um, yeah, from that point on, it was um, just, I guess, more opportunities started to um, come out of just singing in the church choir. Like I, from there, um, I think I was in fifth grade where I auditioned for the um, choir academy, which is on the south side. Um, near the back of the yards. It was a performing arts school uh, through Chicago Children's Choir. That's really kind of like was the ultimate jumping point. But I'd say like my gifts were exercised in church because I was singing every Sunday, you know, in a choir. Um, and yeah, I think also the fact that, you know, my parents never, you know, told me that I couldn't sing is just was something that I just kept doing. I guess people liked it. <laughs> I'm not sure if you can remember, but what was what one thing that drew you into kind of like feeling comfortable? Yeah. Um, I loved choir rehearsal. You know, I really did. I mean, it was just, um, I think it was just the, the uh, it just felt very warm. I mean, I enjoyed the fact that it was, it was beautiful hearing people make such gorgeous music. Um, and I think that it really is a spiritual, you know, gift that God gives you. You know, the Bible, I love Psalm 100, where it clearly tells us, you know, praise the Lord, you know, all you people, all you lands, you know, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And that noise is whatever it, it comes, that comes from your heart. You know, as a child, when you see that, and when you hear that, um, I think, you know, when you see people enjoy it and you see people are so overcome with that joy, you know, from making that music, from singing those hymns, particularly like those African-American hymns that come from us, right? 
um, historically, it's a beautiful thing. And I think that like the fact that I shared that with my grandmother, you know, I shared that with my father, that's what something that made it special. Um, you know, and if you know anything about St. Benedict's Choir, I think that everyone kind of feels like family because we've all been a part of also, the music is a big part of the growth of the church, you know, and the history of the church. So um, that is what makes it special to me. And that's why I, you know, never shied away from, and also I think that like, you know, your elders love seeing young people praise God. I think that's the important thing. And um, music is the closest thing, you know, that we know there is to God's ears. What's going through your mind or what's your focus when you're singing? What's transpiring in your mind, in your heart and in your inner self as you're singing in that church setting? Yeah, um, you know, there's there could be a number of things. I know particularly for sure um, it is, you know, I, I, the first thing I ask God is just, you know, number one, to, you know, keep my heart open, you know, to whatever the spirit might uh, provoke me to do, because and, and because you never know uh, with whatever you're singing or whatever you're appointed to sing, you know, in that moment, how, how and what might translate, you know to the ear or to the soul that it's, you know, meant to hear it. Uh, so that's, I'm open to the spirit. You know, I keep myself open to that. Um, and I really do think about the words, you know, how am, uh, how am I ministering to myself, you know, through this song um, and through this time? And, you know, I like to sing a lot of, um, I definitely love a good hymn, you know, kind of like in a ballad, you know, type, because I like to take my time <laughs> with hymns. Hymns are so special and sometimes we overlook them. And there are so many great treasures, you know, in verses and words. Um, and so like when I'm singing a hymn, for example, even if it's Amazing Grace, you know, it's, you know, what is amazing about it? You know, what in my life, have I, you know, experienced grace and God's amaze, you know, ama being amazed by, you know, God's promises and God's wonders. That's, you know, truly. And then I think it's, you just allow it to translate. Everybody feels something differently, you know, um, but like you said, a focus, I'm definitely in a whole different world. You know what I'm saying? Because at that moment, it's not about me. It's like, I got to get this out, whatever it is. I know um, for me, I'm only catching a glimpse of kind of like the preparation that goes mm -hmm. on beforehand. It's not like you just show up and, you know, <laughs> you know. Well, can you talk a little bit about what, you know, goes behind it? Um, but yeah. people not, may not realize, you know, that it's not just you showing up, you know, uh, Sunday and then you're out. There, there, it, it, I, I notice, I feel about wanting to talk about what exactly goes behind it, the, the preparation beforehand. Okay. It's real. Um, you know, I really do um, believe in understanding and reading the word. You know, I whether it's an app or I'm sitting down, you know, with my Bible physically, I make sure every day that I am uh, aligning myself, you know, my spiritual principles and my 
you know, teachings as I'm growing, you know, within myself as a Catholic, but just as a Christian, you know, understanding the word. And so, you know, I feel as a psalmist, you know, um, through the word and singing music and ministering to people through, through music, you know, I have to understand what it is God is saying to us, you know, uh, what is it that we are interpreting? And that's preparation. You know, my mind, my heart, my spirit, my soul has to be in alignment with, you know, the tasks that I'm asked to do, whether it's leading a song or whether it's a responsorial song. You know, I also make sure that if I'm, you know, reciting the responsorial on a Sunday that I know what we need to prepare for, how, where does my spirit need to be, you know, and so that's everyday praying that's preparation, you know, vocally, it's making sure that I'm taking care of myself. I'm hydrating every day. You know, I am practicing and singing, you know, what it is I want to get out because I want to make sure that I'm not thinking about, oh, I don't know the words, you know, oh, I don't have, you know, myself in tune with the melody, like, no, that take, that's a responsibility too, right? Um, not just being professional, but being a person that wants to present your excellence before the Lord, you know, especially through song. So that's getting myself ready in the week. Even if I'm just, you know, sitting in the, as in a congregation, as a participant, you know, I still want to be at my best. And also, I think the other thing, a part of like that focus in preparation and being in alignment, you know, with the word and, you know, through taking care of your voice is also just like knowing that you are still um, a servant, right, through whatever it is. And people underestimate when you're in any type of ministry, but the music ministry, you are a servant unto the Lord, unto the people. You know, you are the person that is the voice that is appointed to lead and bring worship in, you know, and to provoke that spirit uh, of God through song. So, um, and I'm very like, I just, I love doing it, you know, and I love it so much. Like, I don't even, you don't even have to pay me to do it because it's just, I'm going to, I'm going to do it regardless. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I definitely uh, get that from you. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> Talking more now in terms of just broader, um, let's say, group community, uh, specifically the choir, right? How, how does that, now, now I guess I'm, I'm talking to you from the perspective of leading uh, a choir, leading a group, how does that then change? Um, you know, you, you've, I've seen you kind of uh, lead the, you know, the music on Sundays just by yourself, just you, but then I've also seen you leading now with, you know, a group of 15, 20, 30, I'm not sure how, but a large group. How does, how does then that change um, your kind of uh, focus or your kind of responsibilities? Yeah, uh, when, you know, it's easy to manage yourself when you know, you're, you know, what you're doing and when you can control yourself, you know, and it's just you. Um, and sometimes, like I said, you don't even know what you're going to do, do if you're relying on spirit, but most of the time you're able to know and, and be in control. But when you are like responsible for other souls and other, uh, you know, witnesses through, through music, I mean, it's a responsibility because it's no longer about you. You have to make sure that you are 
um, you're open, you know, and making sure you're helping those individuals feel comfortable in that space of worship. Um, and that's through knowing what it is you want to get across, uh, whether it's musically, uh, whether it's just like wanting to uh, express a way of interpreting, you know, the song or the style of song. Um, and how do you do that? And that's years of practice. I mean, I've been watching many levels of conductors from church choir level conductors to, you know, high school and, and grade school level choir conductors to, you know, big stage conductors. And one thing I've learned through seeing that and through, you know, uh, having some perception is like, each end of each conductor has their way of how they want to um, express a song. And so through that, how do you get other individuals that are under your leadership to, to do that? And I think it comes from a level of trust. So like, I think when I'm leading a group of individuals, they trust that whatever it is I'm giving them to do or instructing them to do, that it's going to come out well and that they're going to sound great doing it. Um, you know, another way that I get to exercise that outside of the church is like, you know, being a part of different ensembles, you know, throughout, and I've been a part of one particular ensemble, Black Monument, under Damon Locks, you know, very proud of that um, ensemble. I've been with him for five years. Artists from all over the city of Chicago um, and being able to exercise another level of uh, my artistry in write, songwriting and arranging, that just kind of bumps that level of like leading other vocalists. But like in church, it when I do it in church, it doesn't seem like work, you know, because I've been doing it for so long and of course had the greatest instruction and worked with some of the greatest and still do, you know, choir church conductors. Um, particularly like in the black Catholic church, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity to take a step back from feeling like you're all, you know, when you're singing by yourself to being able to also realize you're, you too are a part of that ensemble making, right? Not just directing, but like, and you've seen it like in church in a different ways, like <clears throat> you might be leading a song, but you're still a part of the ensemble, you know? No, I, I definitely do think that it's uh, kind of what you're saying. It's some of it is like, well, I guess you're a touching point. It's, it's a learning, a learning. It comes to learning. It comes with experience. And you know, I feel like kind of what you're mentioning, you're, you're grabbing from all these different kind of uh, learn life, life learning experiences. And it, it, it adds to it. Um, I mean, bring it all together. And I get to make um, my own style, you know, and, and take what I want, you know, to kind of, you know, define my, um, my, you know, my role as a, yeah. as a minister of music. No, and, and I think that's perfectly fine because I feel like not all music on Sunday needs to sound exactly alike. The same way, you know, we're, we're all, all parishioners who show up on Sunday. We're all not the same. We all have different voices. And I feel like the music can, you know, itself reflect that as well exactly exactly and you know like and i definitely am one like i said i love hymns i'm one to to pull out hymns because i think that you know it's so great to be able to exercise those 
songs that have been in our vocabulary, you know, and in our blood for so long. And then also songs that really make, that provoke the soul, you know, but also I like to exercise new, there's new language. Music is a language, right? Um, and for the Catholic church, like right now, there are new sounds that are coming out that people need to hear. And St. Benedict particularly is a parish that is very fortunate, you know, to have uh, extremely great, you know, gifted musicians and also the privilege uh, to be connected, you know, with so many great artists from Chicago, with so many like African-American artists within the Catholic church, like, you know, Kevin Philip Johnson, we sing a lot of his music. We have a beautiful mass at St. Benedict, you know, that's been commissioned for us. Like, that's a different sound, right? And, and, and that music comes from such a rich place that like our church particularly, and what I love about being like an African-American in a black Catholic church is that yes, while we have this wonderful, beautiful order that we get to, you know, partake in our music and our sound, you know, is still the same. You know what I'm saying? We love that gospel sound. We love that, you know, uh, very nostalgic sound of, you know, our ancestors moaning and crying and feeling and shouting. You know, that's something that I really love to see when um, directing or singing a song is, you know, how people's spirits are uh, overcome, you know, with joy or just whatever spiritual emotion. I love witnessing that. Can you talk about a moment, uh, a specific moment where you kind of felt that? Because, you know, I do think that part of the um, uh, point of a choir is to lead people in singing, enhance the church experience. So do you, do you have something in mind, a specific example where that did happen, where as you were kind of uh, leading the choir, you kind of felt entire uh, people in the church kind of be moved by kind of the, the way you you've led the way the the song selection or or you know how how you uh was the word interpreted the, the way you interpret it like is there can you give an example where you're like um, I'm not sure if you were able to look around and be like whoa <laughs> I would say for real it was particularly this past Easter and I think I sang um uh he would not come down from the cross and just really understanding, number one, being in a place of vulnerable space, like internally, I think we all were, you know, however we expressed that or what, however we didn't express it, but just, you know, being in a vulnerable space during COVID and, you know, not being sure if church was going to happen on a Sunday, you know, and, 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 and all these things, but also like, the practice I think at that time where we really were relying on our, you know, our faith, you know, in God. And really like it was a whole different idea of like what it meant to uh understand the power of that story and you know, um that he didn't come down from the cross just to save himself, but you know, he died to so that we may be free. And singing those words and and that story particularly kind of just really took over my entire spirit. And I think also the fact that 
there were other witnesses there that understood the power of that song too. It's such a special song, you know, um, that for years has really reminded us every year. I just love that song. And it just really did something to me. You know, it really, really did. And even, you know, the expression that was received from like Eric, who, you know, who was our minister of music at uh, St. Benedict, um, he was even saying, he's like, man, you sang like you never did before. And sometimes, you know, when the spirit over, but when the spirit overtakes you, you don't really understand it. You know, you're not really there. You just are given it. And it just meant something different. It, you know, it, it was, you know, and that was at the moment, just like being thankful for being alive, you know, at that time, being able to celebrate Easter, you know, the privilege it was to just also be in the space, you know, in the building, you know, to experience and to give worship and to be, you know, that vessel and that soul to be able to give that up in that space was very special. Um, you know, and I, I would say that was the best Easter that I've had, you know what I'm saying, in a long time, really feeling that spirit and that energy. So that was that was that time, this past, yep. In that song, he would not come down from the cross. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, sometimes I feel like that's what music is meant to do, or like music is meant to like be felt. And, and unfortunately, very rarely do, do we actually really feel it. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, and it's listening to the words, we have to really listen to the words. Yeah. We have to really listen to the words. The words really, you know, they're written for a reason. You know, people have these melodies and these songs that are given to them for a reason. It's a message. And we have to listen and hear what the message is saying. One of the other uh, questions I have is it's kind of two part, but it, the idea is this. Like in that ideal scenario, like what would you like to have access to on Sundays? Like, like what's the good size choir? What type of instruments? What type of microphones? Right? Like that's the first part of the question. The other question is, at the at the bare minimum, what do you really need? Like. When, when singing in the church so like so one the first part of the question is like ideally what would you like to have for it to be like you know perfect in, in in a certain sense and the other flip of the coin is but really like what what do you just need bare minimum okay what would i what would i like and need i would like ideally um first a nice praise and worship team you know of a minimum of 10 you know willing vessels and souls with you know great working mics you know maybe by sure <laughs> um or whoever is willing to uh sponsor an engineer but um but we don't even need particularly in that space you know a lot of that as much as we just need a, some just great voices you know maybe um a, a bass player to accompany our pianists and accompanists and a you know a little percussionist that would be great. Um, that would, that's how I would need. I could do a lot with that just starting off. Um, and you know because we have great music and we have the song. Um, also, let's see. 
I would like to experience some more original pieces for St. Benedict uh, for our church because we, like I said, we have a very unique um, arrangement, you know, when it comes to our ministries. And that is very special. So I would like to see our music ministry continue to progress in that way. And then what was the second one? What's the second question? The second part would be like, let's say you don't have any of it. Mm. You don't have any instruments. <laughs> There's no choir. Uh, no microphone. What What's the bare minimum you would ask for? Like, like the bare minimum I would ask for is that you're you're you just be willing and open. As a as a as your soul, because I'm gonna tell you, I've worked with so many different levels. It doesn't matter if you have a willing soul and a disciplined soul. You have to come with discipline. Period, and we can do a lot with that. Yeah, I feel like uh. You would know, but I, I would I would say yeah. There there's something about knowing that. Like I, I think sometimes people may focus on the equipment, the mm -hmm. you know, uh, whatever yeah. other stuff, which is important. But I feel like sometimes it, it's you gotta go deeper than that. The spirit has to be right, and you have to be a willing and open soul, you know, to do it. And and I have seen it. And when you come with that, we can do so much work. And God gets all the glory and we can be glorified, you know? So yeah, what, you what's your top five? What's your top five songs you like Ooh. to sing in church? Oh, great question. I love, of course, uh, there's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. We know that there's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. You know, that's, I feel like that's a, you know, a part of our church, you know, uh, catalog of, of, of hymns to sing together um i love abide with me um such a beautiful hymn and my top five i love um let's see there's a song called okay old school song called uh all hail king jesus you know that song sing praises to the king for he is the king that's the one that's number three um number four Let's see. Um, total praise, number four. Lord, I will lift mine eyes to the hills from what's coming my help, Richard Smallwood. And number five, this is very important, so I have to be really specific. Ah, let's see. So many. A tough question. Okay, you know what? Yes, this is the one. This is the one that trumps it all. Really, people love this song. God has smiled on me. You know that one? God has smiled on me. He has set me free. God has smiled on me. He's been good to me. That one. That's the one. I was going to let you do a six one, too, if you were. Okay. Um, <laughs> round it all out with the number six. No. I round it all out. It looked like you had two. I have so Good many, man. man. It's just like. You know, but that what I would say because God has smiled on me yeah. is just that one that everybody knows, and it's such a familiar hymn that everyone knows. Whether you go to church every Sunday, whether you don't, you know, whether you've been in Bible school, everyone knows that, and it's just so beautiful. I always love that. You can do so much with that song. All right, so my last 
remaining wrapping up questions that I ask all my guests. Um, the first is, what is one scripture verse or part of the Bible that really resonates with you and why? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is good. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. That is Psalm 100. And that's my favorite because um, it is, it's just permission. You know, it is, it, it is, it is evident permission and it is written that we are to, whenever we come before God, whatever it is that we have experienced in the day or the hour before, when we come before the presence of the Lord, the first thing we do is we say thank you and we be glad, you know, and that we sing and we use our energy, whatever it is our, that we're experiencing, we use the power of his song, you know, to pour out our spirit and to pour out our emotions, you know, because whatever it is, it says that whatever it is we're going through, it's already done. It's already, God's already taken care of it, right? So why don't you just praise him in advance for, you know, the things that we are, that we're going to get through. And then also it says, it gives permission um, to be glad, to have a loving heart, you know, to be kind with, to one another. And it also promises that when we do that, it's going to be given to every generation that is reminded to do that. So that's why I love that. Uh, the second question is, what is a word or a couple of words that you would like God to use in describing you? That I would like a couple of words that I would like God to use describing me. Yeah. Um, loving. Um, sassy. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, no, loving. Um, you know, um, oh gosh. I would say I'm honest, you know, so you can take that and back <laughs> you know however you want to. yeah <laughs> um and do I, how many words you want me to give you no no that's fine i, I mean honestly I, I saw your face right now as you were sa- as you said loving i think that yeah that that hit home um, yes. That, yes yeah and i'm fun for the most part <laughs> and the last question is there anything we can help promote or you would like others to support you know, um, yeah, I, I was right now. I am um, featured on an album with Damon Locks uh, for the Black Monuments Ensemble. We just came out with another album entitled Now that has been playing all over in Europe. Uh, we were just in the Netherlands not too long ago and uh, have a few other tours coming up in the spring, but at some jazz festivals. But uh, you can check out the album, which is on all of the platforms, uh, Apple Music, Amazon Music, uh, Spotify, and also on Bandcamp. And it's available uh, for sale on the International Anthem Record Label uh, website, which is, you know, the record label is located here in Chicago. 
in Bridgeport, but uh, yeah, that's been going very well. Uh, you can also hear this latest interview about Black Monument and some of the other uh, record label musicians like Angel Badawid and Ben Lamar Gay uh, and Damon Locks with an interview with Giles Peterson over in Europe in Amsterdam. No, in London, excuse me, uh, this past November. So yeah, check out the album. It's really cool. So again, that album is titled Now and it's by the Black Monument Ensemble. So to wrap up, I'll just say thank you, Philip, and thank you, the listener, for tuning in. We hope you keep tuning in for other episodes and keep sharing this podcast with others. God bless us all.